0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, March 5th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Northy says farewell to Des Moines. Goodbye, TPP. Hello, trade wars. USA Rice sees market growth in Central America. Northy says farewell to Des Moines. Now that Bill Northey has finally been confirmed by the Senate to be USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation, he's packing up, heading to Washington where his new office at USDA headquarters waits for him. But first, he'll be holding an event today in Des Moines to officially announce his resignation as Iowa Secretary of Agriculture and scheduled for his swearing-in ceremony to join the Trump administration. Northey's arrival at USDA is expected to prompt the filling of even more key seats at the agency. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue told Agripulse recently he's waiting on Northey to help him choose administrators for the Farm Service Agency and Natural Resources Conservation Service. Goodbye, TPP. Hello, Trade Wars. As the U.S. hunkers down with its new tariff on steel and aluminum, Japan, Vietnam, Canada, and Australia, among other countries, make up the Trans-Pacific Partnership are setting sail on their journey of increased trade without the U.S. The group of 11 Pacific Rim countries, it used to be 12 before the U.S. yanked itself out, expected to officially announce on Thursday in Santiago, Chile, the implementation of the trade pact that was renamed Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, or CPTPP. While President Donald Trump and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin have both said the U.S. could potentially rejoin the trade pact that would help the U.S. sell billions of dollars, more in beef, pork, and dairy, New U.S. tariffs on imported steel and aluminum could complicate the matter. China was called out as a major target when Trump announced on Friday plans to slap 25% tariffs on steel and 10% tariffs on aluminum. But countries like Canada and Japan will be impacted worse because they export more to the U.S. And international trade watchers are also expecting China, the largest foreign buyer of U.S. soybeans, to retaliate against the U.S. that after U.S. Trade Representative in January announced new stiff duties on Chinese washing machines and solar cells. But for now, the Chinese are still buying. On Friday, in fact, USDA announced export sales of 268,000 metric tons of soybeans for delivery to China during the 17-18 marketing year. Trump appears not to be worried. On Friday, the president tweeted "What a country, USA, is losing many billions of dollars on trade with virtually every country it does business with, trade wars are good and easy to win. Example, when we're down $100 billion with a certain country and they get cute, don't trade anymore. We win big. It's easy. And just in case you're thinking that maybe the U.S. would give Canada, its NAFTA neighbor to the north, an exemption from the steel and aluminum tariffs, that's not going to happen. Peter Navarro, the White House Director of the Office of Trade and Manufacturing Policy, said on CNN's State of the Union yesterday, as soon as you exempt one country, then you have to exempt another country. He said, if you exempt Canada, then you have to put big, big tariffs on everybody else. McKinney praises McGovern-Dole program. One of the highlights on USDA Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs Ted McKinney's trip last week to Guatemala was an elementary school in the western highlands. It was in this mostly indigenous and extremely impoverished region of the country that he said he watched as children between the ages of 5 and 10 were given nutritious food from the U.S. as a part of the McGovern Dole Food for Education program. He said it was a sight to behold to see this elementary school and these children getting food. McKinney told reporters on a teleconference, for many of them, it was the only meal that they will have for the day. The poverty rate is 76% in the western Highlands region of Guatemala, where 67% of the children under 5 suffer from malnutrition. That according to the U.S. Agency for International Development. And that's likely why the McGovern-Dole program was also a topic that came up in conversations McKinney had with Guatemalan leaders like President Jimmy Morales. The Trump administration is asking Congress to shut it down along with the Food for Progress program that monetizes U.S. commodity donations to support domestic agriculture production. McKinney stressed that several previous administrations have proposed zeroing out funding for McGovern-Dole and it would be up to Congress now whether or not the program would survive. USA Rice sees opportunities for market growth in Central America. McKinney's trip to Guatemala wasn't all about food aid. In fact, much of it was devoted to leading a delegation of officials representing ag industry groups, companies that export and import ag commodities, and state agricultural departments. McKinney pronounced the trip a major success, resulting in 450 business-to-business meetings that resulted in new contracts. One extremely please group was the usa rice federation which expects exports to guatemala and other central american nations to continue rising given that guatemala has to import over 70 percent of the rice they consume there is a great deal of interest in american rice said usa rice vice president international sarah moran who traveled with mckinney Guatemala has a very young population, and their rice consumption levels are relatively low, so there is definite growth potential in this market. Argentina seen exporting more beef. Drought is slamming Argentina's cattle ranchers, but the South American country is exporting more beef than expected to meet the growing demand from China, That, according to a new analysis from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Calf production this year is expected to drop to 14.3 million. That's 500,000 less than previously expected, the report said. In most of Argentina's central region, it has been very dry and hot since December 2017, the FAS analyst said. If this weather pattern continues over the next few months, the number of calves is expected to drop even further. Many pastures have been lost due to the drought and in a few areas because of extensive fires. But it was just in January that China approved a sanitary protocol that opens up the country's market to chilled and bone-in beef cuts, spurring new trade between the two countries. The FAS analysts increased their forecast for Argentina's beef exports to 350,000 metric tons this year, up from 293,000 tons last year and 216,000 tons in 2016. In 2018, China is expected to continue to be the number one market buying approximately 50% of Argentina's total beef exports that according to the FAS report. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, March 5th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.